And um, of course, whatever I read, you know, I can't read the whole book, so it's going to be a little out of context, but I just want to read um, maybe a couple paragraphs. Uh, it's on page 42, second to the last paragraph. Before that, I mean, like I said, I can't go back and I don't want to read the whole thing, but I'll just start. Then they outline the yep. spiritual. Are you ready? Yeah, yeah. You're going to have to let people in, Michael, while I'm reading. Thanks. Um, then they out, they outlined the spiritual answer and program of action, which a hundred of them had followed successfully. Though I had been only a nominal churchman, their proposals were not intellectually hard to swallow. But the program of action, though entirely sensible, was pretty drastic. It meant I would have to throw several lifelong conceptions out the window. That was not easy. But the moment I made up my mind to go through with the process, I had the, I had the curious feeling that my alcoholic condition was relieved, as in fact it proved to be. Quite as important was the discovery that spiritual principles would solve all my problems. I have since been brought into a new way of living, infinitely more satisfying and, I hope, more useful than the life I lived before. My old manner of life was by no means a bad one, but I would not exchange its best moments for the worst I have now. I would not go back to it, even if I could. That's all I got. Take it away, Paul. Thanks, Kerry. Welcome, everybody. Happy to be here. Uh, so what's the spiritual answer? Then they outlined the spiritual answer. And program of action. So the answer is what encompassed by the third step turning one's will and life over to the care of something greater than self. Yeah. And then there's the program of action to sort of allow that to actualize. So that's four through nine. And then 10, 11, 12 is to maintain that spiritual condition. To me, it's really maintaining a mental condition based on a spiritual reality. I don't think it's a spiritual condition. I don't think spirit has conditions really. So, but the mental state definitely has conditions. It's easily triggered, prone to absorption in self and all these things. So how to maintain a mental condition, they realize they, you can't do that through the mental conditions. <laughs> yeah. So we need another answer coming outside the system and they frame it as a spiritual answer. I don't know what they meant by that, but uh, it could be an unsuspecting aspect of the our condition, which they deem spiritual. And the real true suspect should be the mental condition, the question that, yeah? So that's how I read it. And then a program out of action, which hundreds of them had followed successfully, yeah. A hundred of you know, a hundred men and women have recovered from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. So, 
what's the ins what's that insanity that we're dealing with in the 12 steps it's the insanity that precedes the first drink yeah you know, what leads us to picking up because obviously before we pick up we're in a sense sober in a sense yeah so what leads us to do an insane action that many of us who've been through this rinse and repeat cycle would deem to be insane what provokes that which is a mental aberration there yeah the insanity that precedes the first drink now the insanity that precedes the first drink could be our norm for years but it's the insanity that precedes the first drink could be a just at that moment or it could be a fertile mental groove that we always fall back to getting relief yeah and it's not even relief at this point yeah so to me that's a mental condition and we're going to arrive at a sane mental condition through a spiritual program so i don't agree with the state that we it's the maintenance of our of the daily reprieve is contingent on the maintenance of a, of a spiritual condition i really think it's contingent on the maintenance of a mental condition and how we're maintaining that mental condition is through spirit yeah through reliance on the higher power and and whatever you know doing inventories checking out self's intentions and then meditating and praying and whatever else allows you to improve the conscious contact that now has been offered to us through the program with the higher power yeah so i feel the higher power if you want to call it is a generation of spirit and that higher power is going to allow us to have a sane mental condition concerning what precedes the first drink so we don't start yeah which is an incredible answer instead of trying to figure ways out how to stop we don't start anymore so as it says in one of those i wish i had it available the statements it said that uh if we didn't have this insanity before the first drink we wouldn't need all this shit. but we do yeah so and hopefully it leads us to a freedom a freedom from all this so that's how i'm reading it today uh where we go here so to him the drasticness of the program i believe is because i think this is a conception it's talking about it meant i would have to throw several lifelong conceptions out i haven't seen that work really yeah i see lifelong conceptions can be removed i don't see us throwing them out yeah because I think the biggest conception that needs to be removed is what we're doing a lot of shit we have nothing to do with. And one of them is we're going to throw out this thing. Has it worked? Were you successful ever throwing out your lifelong conceptions? It's hard for a concept to throw out concepts. <laughs> So we admit we admit that we're outmatched. We admit that we're defeated. And one of the things we're defeated by is trying to throw out these lifelong conceptions that have brought us to the place we are, which demands us to have a drink. We haven't been successful. 
So now we're going to rely on, rely on another solution, which is of spirit, let's say. Yeah, completely different where, where in, from the condition we, we're used to, which is we're looking for a mental solution to a mental problem, which is a big, big problem. Yeah. So, and the solution is mapped out. The design for living is mapped out. The 12 steps and the principles and the concepts and the world, whatever, this traditions, it's all there for us to live a day at a time sober. Yeah. And then finding ourselves to be of maximum use, which is really the agenda of AA, it's not for us to get great, though that may be a byproduct, it's for us to be quite useful. To who? To other people who suffer. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I believe it isn't the program of action, though entirely sensible, is pretty drastic. I think there just needs to be a willingness, you know? We don't have a timetable, do we? All right, you got 20 minutes to, be, to do the first step perfectly. <laughs> and then you got a two-minute breather, then move to the second step, and then the third step. I don't see it. Yeah. So uh, quite imp as important was the discovery this, of the spiritual principles would solve all my problems. I like this. I have since been brought into a way of living infinitely more satisfying. See, the attitude there expressed in that sentence is different than the attitude that begins this, which is, uh, I'm going to throw out these old lifelong conceptions. Yes, it sounds like it's all about us. This sentence describes a different feeling, which is, I have been brought into a way of life, living infinitely more satisfying. That sounds more like the effect of the program to me. Yeah, that captures the spirit of how I feel when I'm under the influence of the higher power. When I'm talking about the higher power in the under the influence of the lower power, that other sentence sounds like it, yeah? Which is, I'm going to have to throw out all these things that I'm, it's impossible for me to do out the window. <laughs> so fuck it, I might as well drink. Yeah. A, the solution has a whole different feel. Like we're placed in a position of neutrality, with no thought or effort. That's the feeling I've gotten out of the program. Tell you the truth. Maybe in the bit in the beginning, there was a battle of give and take, but basically the flow of the rest of sobriety has been captured by that, being placed in a position of neutrality with no thought or effort on your part. That feels more like it to me. Yeah? So, all there is needed is a willingness, yes? And then the momentum and the power will be available. If you're uninterested, there you go. You know, maybe you can be talked to or probably life will be the biggest convincer. Yeah. I'm a real believer not to keep people from their bottoms, tell you the truth. Yeah, I am. Because sometimes the only way you're going to get convinced is to have the whole freaking thing collapse. Yeah. If that's what it takes 
for us to get sober and live a fruitful life, I guess that's that's a good deal because that's what happens with most of us, yeah? Most of us, the enablers stop enabling, we run out of cash, we don't have a place to stay, and maybe something happens, yeah? And there's a collapse in the reliance on the system and a possibility of a new way appears. Maybe it starts out with a 28-day program. I don't know. I would see mostly now that's how it starts out. There's thousands of them. They're proliferated everywhere now. Yeah. And then hopefully you realize the most important day of the 28-day program is the 29th day. What are you going to do when you leave the program? Enter the design for living, maybe. Yeah. Which is going to ensure the effects that were available in that controlled environment of a 28-day program, you can live more like a free-range alcoholic and still have those effects, which is being sober every day. Yeah. And then you can go back to the 28-day program to do service. <laughs> Isn't it funny? <laughs> It's so much different going to hospitals when I'm not the patient. It is. It's so much difference going to prison when I'm not living under a sentence. <laughs> that feeling, that underlying feeling I'm leaving is incredible, isn't it? There's an assurance that I'm not going to stay, which is beautiful. Yeah, there's an insurance that I'm taking care of in this life, which is beautiful. That travels really well. We made a deal, the third step, yeah? Being all powerful, this power is going to take care of us. If we stay close to it, we can't be far from it, and we perform its works well. That's a pretty loose statement, yeah? Okay, so now you've been assured that you're going to be taken care of. Have you in this life so far? I'd say yes. Doubt is just a mental luxury. It's just ridiculous, yeah? We were watching a show last night, and what the head can come up with with tons of leisure time is amazing. You won't see that in people that are on a level of survival. (laughs) They don't have time for that shit. (laughs) They don't have time for how I feel. (laughs) They, they don't. They got to do shit. <laughs> yeah. They got to sh- do shit to get the basic necessi- necessities of life. Yeah. <laughs> they don't have time to be complaining about their inner child not being fed. They're trying to feed some real children. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's insane. Yet, if you've been given that leisure time, and if it's surrendered, then we can enjoy peace of mind, which I think is a noble cause, yes? I think that's a noble calling to enjoy peace of mind, to feel that presence of what's here, yes? To be readily available and being of service. I think that's a very high calling for the action figure to feel that new power flow in, to recognize the problem does not exist for us. We've been reborn, yeah? 
I mean, I, you know, as, as a situation where there was an incredible need for an answer, I think the answer has really delivered, to tell you the truth. I mean, for the problem that you were looking for an answer for doesn't exist for you under the influence of this answer, that's a damn good solution. I mean, you don't find solutions like that here. You don't. You find solutions that have to be re-upped. You got to get this, the newer edition. Yes, it goes on and on and on and on and on. Nothing, the principles and the steps haven't changed in, from 1935. Yeah. <laughs> other, hundreds of other of manifestations of the answer have taken place. Sex anonymous, smoking anonymous, every freaking thing. They've realized they ran into a gold mine. There's a solution in this program. <laughs> They're few and hard to find in a lot of cases. Yeah, we have it. There is a solution. That's awesome. So, yeah, I. Uh, I think from one paragraph to the next, the flavor changes. And I think that to me is what I capture out of these two paragraphs. The idea that I'm going to have to throw lifelong conceptions out the window, fail, <laughs> or I've been brought into a way of living infinitely more satisfying. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think those two, there's an underlying attitude there that's very, very uh, profound. Yes. This is the drag. When you think it's all on you and you haven't really succeeded much, <laughs> it, it's like a built-in stress factor. Yeah. You've realized reliance on self on some level, unconsciously or somewhere, has failed you, and yet you keep finding yourself in that relationship. <laughs> yeah. Of course, it's going to provoke a lot of other stuff like imminent defeat. Nothing's ever going to change. The seemingly hopeless state is a hopeless state. So fuck it. Yeah. And then when you get in the program and now I've been brought into a way of infinitely more satisfying. <laughs> I didn't have to claw and fight and compete to get to this position. I surrendered. Yeah. What surrender? How about doing four through nine? Let's start there. <laughs> you want to formalize surrender without the cliff and the wind blowing and all the adoring ex-girlfriends and girlfriends looking at your incredible, you know, mystical event. No, just go home and start writing. Do a beginning inventory. Yeah. And hopefully take our advice and look at resentment as a manifestation of self and see them at least intellectually is not yours. Maybe fear is real is effect of reliance on self. Yes. So the cause of the fear and the anxiety is not anxiety or outside conditions. It's reliance on self is the diagnosis of the book. Fear. Yeah. Why you get so mad reliance on self. So the cause of resentments and fear is reliance on self. What? Yeah. 
What's the solution? Nah. <laughs> the third step. <laughs> Reliance on something other than self. Does it become specific? No. It just says other than self, really, basically. <laughs> you can name anything else, just not you. <laughs> And if, there's, if it's hard and difficult, there's a whole community. There's a whole low way of life. There's service opportunities that will allow you to get out of that orbit of self. There's things you can do constantly to keep yourself busy until the, the mental storm passes without you fucking destroying your life or someone else's. Yeah. 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 All right, Mike, or whoever it is, Kerry, thank you. All right. Anyone else want to share something? Go ahead and just jump in. Go for it. Hey, Paul, it's Tom. Um, I just want to check in with you if that's okay. Can you hear me okay? Yeah. So, yes. Um, I met you when I was on the islands up there in Washington back early September. And then around the 1st of November, I took off. Uh, I've been on the road for the last six weeks, just seeing friends and um, whatnot. And I settled in a southern New Mexico town now. And I'm going to meetings and I got a sponsor. And uh, I was really struggling with how to do the third step because just, he said, just, um, you know, just you're living a third step right now because for the first time in a long, long time, I'm not the director after I'm meeting you. I mean, I was up until that time, all my spiritual work was me as the driver and God as my solar battery. And it was backwards and that failed me. You know, I, I crashed and burned on the island. My girl left and all that kind of stuff. And, um, and now I'm, uh, it's around Christmas time. I couldn't get a hold of him and I was getting pissed off a lot. So I got on my knees to the third step prayer and started writing, but it didn't feel right because I felt like self-will was trying to self-will to get out of self-will like you talk about. And I finally got a hold of him and he said, um, he said, look, Tom, when, um, after a while, you got to let the steps work you. And it made sense to me. And, and everything's shifted since then where whatever happens is the universe arranging what I need to look at. It's like that right now. So I go to a meeting, I don't like what I hear, I just write it down, you know. Um, but I find in these meetings, I have a regular Zoom meeting every night I go to, and then there's a noon meeting over here with a bunch of old guys, long-term sober. And I can't talk about this. If I try to talk about it, they look at me like I'm nuts, basically. <laughs> so, um, yeah. so I just want to check in with you, because I, I am writing inventory. The, is, the funny thing is, I look at them as nuts. No, no, I don't. <laughs> I don't care, really. But yeah, you know, I like uh, being looked at as a nut, and then they're thinking they're not the nut. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're all in the same asylum. No one's nurse ratchet in this condition. Yeah. So I don't know if I even have a question. I'm just sharing with you that for the first time in a long time, you know, I'm 40 years without a drink. And my sponsor is 35 years, and it's the first time that I'm just, I mean, I don't know a soul. 
I don't have a plan. I'm retired. I don't have a future. I don't have a, I don't have anything. I don't even know anybody when I got to this town, but I've been asked to go bowling. I mean, go figure, you know, and it's, it's, I'm really in the unknown in a way I've never been in my life, Paul. I mean, yes, nothing. Yeah, I mean, just great. So I just want to say hello and tell you where I've been for the last two months and uh, try, try to get, they have a new meeting every time over here, but I can start skipping it maybe once a week to come on this one, you know, so. Well, great, Tom. We, we miss you when you're not here and um, happy things are going. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> All right. I just want to check in and say hi. Thanks. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, community is helpful being on Zoom or wherever. Yeah, it just is. There's uh, a need for us to rub shoulders and, and speak to each other. Yeah. Yeah, so thank you. Thanks for the report. More gets revealed. It doesn't matter if every if see if something uh, had a twenty page plan for you and you reached a twenty page, the book would be closed. Others have there's more planning for them. <laughs> so yes, so there you can't uh, you fit yourself around the circumstances instead of trying them to fit around you. You know, I just, uh, yeah, yeah. So, and I feel uh, like, like in AA, they say, this is a spiritual kindergarten. You know, remember those old schools where every class was in the same building at the same time, so to speak. I think that's what it's like. Yeah, so there's people who are, you know, painting, you know, color things on things and other people are, yeah, it's just, it's, they're all, we're all in the kindergarten. There's no advanced stage. Yes. But, uh, to me, you know, having my favorite, you know, plate of food and a football game to watch wasn't enough. You know, I had something wanted to see more. Or, or look into something more. I've always been curious about what's going on. Yeah, and I still am quite curious. Yeah, just seems, and then others I meet have no curiosity about that. And what they're curious about, I may not have any curious, curiosity about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, you find your level and, uh, and you get fed whatever you need, yes? Mystical contact or, a, you know, a bowling match, it doesn't matter, yes? Yeah, so, but if you just believe, if you try to fit yourself into the wrong peg, you'll know, the peg, life will tell you, yeah? And then you find the groove, that's for you, or most like a frequency almost. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I don't uh, have a problem with everyone else's frequency. I don't. Yeah. I, I know that they can't be I know that more people are following the frequency that I'm hearing. Yeah. And that it would be nice if we connected. 
because it's nice when the frequency can can uh, run a like a larger bandwidth, yeah. And uh, yeah, so here we are. Some English, a guy, an English person, David, actually is Australian. He's the one who started these talks. Yeah, he started these Tuesdays and Thursdays. Michael, Stacy, Kerry, all these people do service here, show up. Yes, it just had a life of its own. And it still has momentum, so the life continues. Yeah? Yeah. No one had a master plan. I don't think David did, and I sure don't. <laughs> and then you hear people that they need to hear this. Yeah? Yeah. And you need to share it, and I need to hear it, and you need to share it. Yeah? It goes the way it goes. Yeah. 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 It's like all the water getting together and, and flowing with each other. Water's nature is the move, yes? It's nice. Yeah? Like the, yeah. All right, thanks, Tom. Nice. I'm happy you're on your adventure. Knowing that you're in good hands. Yeah. Go, go Bill. Or Bill wants to say something, Paul, I guess, yeah. Thanks, Carrie. Hey, Paul. Um, hey, Bill, how are you? I'm doing a lot better these days. Um, oh, good. You know, with that reading there, kind of triggered a memory, uh, like when, uh, you know, Bill Bill Wilson wrote, wrote that stuff, you know, being brought into a uh, way of living that's infinitely more satisfying. And... It reminded me, yeah. you know, my first uh, year or so of AA, I was so enthralled with AA. You know, I bought all the books that AA published, right? And read them all, the history and all that. And um, I, can't, I read the part where like Bill Wilson spent like 13 years of his sobriety in like a deep depression. And like three years of that, he was suicidal. You know, it said, and that kind of blew my mind at that time. I'm like, what? Because I remember all the stuff that I loved in a big book, like reading that. And I thought, well, if that's true, what the hell happened to him? You know, if he brought, was brought into this way of living, you know, and it kind of triggered the memory there when you, when you were reading that. And um, like, I remember my first year, like when I first discovered all this, <laughs> I went to a meeting uh, when I was living in Florida and um, it was a promises meeting and we were reading all this and, and I was the new guy there and all that. And I said, yeah, but if all this is true, all these promises, what the heck happened to the guy that wrote them? You know, like he didn't, he was in this suicidal state and depressed and, and it just kind of blew my mind. And I, I never really hear anybody talk about it at AA. It's almost like um, mm, heresy or something. If you, if you speak at that, but it's, it, it's in there the history of, you know, the AA literature. And um, <clears throat> like my, my experience in sobriety, it's been almost 17 years now, has been very nice, a, a new way of living, you know? And I, I just kinda, I just never hear it talked about much or, or brought up in, in meetings. And I just had this, like, almost like what you said in the previous uh, reply there, it's like, there's been a curiosity, you know, for more like, what the heck happened? You know, uh, I don't know. And I just thought I'd bring that up. And maybe um, if you have any 
thing to say about that. Thanks, Bill. Well, for people who want to know more about the personal history of one of the co-founders and stuff, there's books. Yeah. Now, I have my own opinions on it, and I believe that something came through Bill Wilson. Yeah, that was meant for others, which was this message. Yes. And a lot of times when the what the message uses use uh, to get through to a lot of us isn't the greatest perfect chalice, so to speak. Yes. They're usually broken people. And could you imagine if Bill Wilson, he probably would have killed himself. He had, yeah, he was traveling lighter through a very heavy destiny, so to speak. Yeah. And he had a thing. He, one of the statements from one of those uh, books that caught my attention was he says, uh, what he really missed is he couldn't be a member of AA because he was the co-founder of AA. Yeah. So he couldn't go to a meeting really and be anonymous and yeah. So, and this is what happens. I was just watching, uh, there was a famous guy named Alan Watts. Yes. Who brought a lot of information about Eastern, uh, spiritual practices zen and hinduism and stuff he was a chaplain or something early on and he ended up and profound great talks and everything like that and he was an alcoholic he died from alcoholism yeah he was drinking like a quart of vodka a day or gin a day yeah died of alcoholism 50 something years old yeah now what happens with us we believe the hose is the water yeah we don't see that we're being used yes and some incredible stuff can come through broken pots yeah it's just the way it goes yeah and it's it's a it's a it's paradoxical to us because we believe we're the cause and the source of everything even when we're talking about uh spirit and stuff like that we hold people who have been conveyed message as being the example of the message and then we always get disappointed and bummed out yeah because shit happens they're not perfect <laughs> so uh some of the best spiritual cookies come out of an agitated oven <laughs> Yes, it's just the way it goes. <laughs> just the way it goes. And the oven gets cooked itself. I mean, yeah. So, yeah, it's it's always ironic and paradoxical based on, you know, when things appear paradoxical, they don't, their nature isn't paradoxical. It's the observing them from a, a faulty way of thinking, which is us. So we see things how they work as paradoxical because they don't seem to work the way we thought they would work, which is great news <laughs> in a way. But life goes on, you know, like everyone, you know, they're all everything, uh, everything is lovely. And then they watch a nature show and the, the young male lion comes into the pride, kills all the 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 baby lions because he came from the seed of the other older lion and everyone's like 
what is this? This is what's that thing, the movie they have, the king and whatever, you know? Yeah, they swat it, they kill something in a half a second, kill the whole, all the babies. Yeah, what? Yeah. This is, we're always perplexed because we're trying to understand with a very myopic understanding. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. I never met Bill W. alive. I don't know. Yes, but. Uh, a lot of people would invalidate, let's say, Alan Watts because he died as an alcoholic. That's insane. What came through him wasn't Alan Watts. Yeah. It was like a download. Same thing came through Bill W. and was a download. Yeah. There was no way he was ever going to be able to live up to it. And there was no need to live up to it. Yes. Yeah. He did the best he could. And he stayed sober. Yeah. So, yep. Uh, this is the funny thing. In, in Jesus said, you know, the prophet is never recognized in their own village. Yes. You like to have people who are exceptionally rare in your life to come and become something and represent something. Because if you rub shoulders with them, her, him or her, after a while, you're going to see the ordinariness of it all. Yes. And it blows the little idea out the window. And this is a lot of the old idea that is talking about, about, oh, the lifelong conceptions. Yeah. The lifelong conceptions, if I hear a perfect message, the deliverer of that message must be perfect. Yes? These are lifelong conceptions. Yes? Yeah. You, that's why we miss our deliveries by life, because we have a prescribed uh, box and the way it should be wrapped. That happened to me in the beginning. Yeah? I had my... I had my... Uh, my desires and wants for certain things, but I had specific ideas of how it had to look. And life kept delivering me it in a different version. And I was saying no to the delivery until I got wised up. And I realized, Jesus Christ, I'm going to just, <laughs> yeah, ask for something. And then I'll just not have an idea of how it has to look and just see what ha shows up. Yes? Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. <clears throat> A lot of people, seriously, who brought about brought in great messages into this place didn't it didn't go well for them. Not bringing the message, but yes, it was a difficult life. Yeah, that that makes a lot a lot of sense. You know, a lot of clarity on it, and it reminds me of uh, the author, the guy that wrote Road Less Traveled, Scott Peck, who was like seen by a lot of people as a spiritual guru and uh had a big following including myself i really liked a lot of stuff he said and he smoked and drank a whole lot like during the course of his life you know later on and um people criticized him for for you know you drink so much and you smoke so much and he said look i'm a prophet not a saint <laughs> and i always thought that was pretty funny you know the way he said he said i'm not a saint i'm just a yeah. prophet <laughs> we say we're we say we're the like the mailman, not the mail. Yeah. Yeah. That, or the hose, that, not the water. Yeah. 
Yeah. But it's see, our... it's the habit of, of the mental programming to <clears throat> see things as the cause of everything. Yes. So we don't see the movement of spirit, but we see it move through people. And then other things move those people also. And there's a there's a like a cognitive dissonance. That it's like a a spark in the system that doesn't make sense to the system. It makes perfect sense if you see it outside the system. Yes. Yeah. I like the statement. You know, he couldn't be an AA member because he was the AA co-founder, and he needed to be a member of AA. <laughs> yes. So that's, that's uh, very help. Very helpful, Paul. Thank you. Well, yeah, it's just my opinion of it. I've seen it. I've seen it in other group and stuff. There was a famous guy who wrote a a book I liked, uh, Cutting Through Spiritual Materialism. His name was Trungpa Rinpoche. He's a Tibetan guy coming out of a lineage, and he was alcoholic. Yeah, and he uh, and it got obvious, you know, he was drunk and a lot and <laughs> doing some crazy shit. But you know. That stream had gold nuggets, yeah? Yeah, you don't have to drink all the water, just get the nugget, yeah. Yeah, so. Hey Paul, can I make a comment on that? Yeah. Hey, yeah, you know, that message is really hopeful. It's hopeful for me because that that means I don't have to be perfect in order for the the nuggets to be coming through it's like no wow i don't have to wait for me to be right on or better or anything it's like right now that's very hopeful message yes exactly it's true and see when i was doing the talks younger in aa like around the third year i got in a position of leading uh like workshops in AA. And I did it quite often. And therefore I was in a lot of different physical, mental, circumstantial conditions when I would show up at the same meeting. And I could see that something would come through me and it had very little regard for what it was coming through. In other words, I didn't have to be in any kind of condition to allow that condition to come through. It just, came out no matter what. It was very, very uh, educational of breaking some of these lifelong inceptions down, yes? And don't you believe the living of this design for living does just that? It brings you up against, like Tom was sharing, it brings you up against old ideas and you see those old ideas get renewed with a new view, yeah? Mm. Mm. It's beautiful, so yes. I had it, and I'll tell you, you don't come up with these ideas, Gary. I mean, it's this is difficult platform, but to try to get into it. But when I met, I met a my first quote unquote spiritual teacher when I was 19 years old, coming out of Catholicism, right? A guru from India. Yeah. Never had met gurus, never meditated, nothing like this. As soon as I met that way of life, Thousands of ideas about it came into my head. <laughs> Shoulds and shouldn'ts, 
judgments. I mean, I had I I did not garner these things through experience. They just Paul met spiritual concept, met spirituality. Ding! Tons of fucking old ideas showed up. I couldn't mm. believe it. Yeah. yeah, I learned so much, so much because none of it was suspected. I had no idea that because I had no idea of spirituality. Yet I had thousands of ideas about it coming in me, thousands of them. Like it just it hit a like a giant bin of, of soybeans, the mm. whole silo emptied. Mm. It was insane. <laughs> but I had a strange suspicion. I said, hey, I didn't come up with these ideas. These ideas right. were just waiting until I met the, the topic and then bing, the key, the key on the computer, Paul, bing, and then they just came down. You don't have old ideas. Old ideas have us. Yes. Mm. Mm. Because the idea of you having old ideas is one of the oldest ideas. Mm. You doing shit that you have nothing to do with is one of the oldest ideas. (laughs) And you don't have a lot to do with a lot of stuff, tell you the truth. Yeah? (laughs) It's like we're like the mental flowering we don't think there was a stalk or any roots or anything else. It's we're just the, us. We there was no need for a stem or what. Just we're just a perennial flowering Paul. No, it's just so much <laughs> because it never looks fucking down. It never looks back. It just yes. It's just a very myopic view. Yes, the seeing. It's not how we see. Seeing, we're seeing through a pair of glasses. We look in a dualistic manner, but the seeing is undivided and pure, the awareness. Yeah. It's what the awareness is being funneled through that refracts all the light and gets up to these insane fucking ideas. And all you want, and then the head, all it wants to see is its own reflection. It doesn't care about the lenses, what it's bringing, you know. It just wants to see it. Yeah. So, hey. Thanks, yes, Gary. That's, this is what happens when you hear a message. It tickles all these old fucking ideas. Yeah, I mean that's an old one that that my my guru should be perfect in every way, shape, and form, and that you know if if he's not, then then well screw it. He's no good, and everything he said is worthless, and and I can just go you know act out in crazy ways. It justifies everything. It's like, but if that's not true, then the message stands alone. It doesn't depend upon yes. Paul's perfection or Gary's perfection. That means it's instantaneously present today, now. Good you news. see, Gary, we want to disqualify everyone because we're in, we're already disqualified. You see, yeah. this is the weird thing. Yeah. So a lot of what's happening here is projection, obviously. So something that's unbearable to us, we see a savior for that. 
and then the savior we see the cracks in this in the porcelain and then they get disqualified and there's a there's a sigh of relief from the mental state because it's feeling like it's disqualified yeah yeah it's so weird it really is i mean then we love we love to listen to the 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 fallings of gurus and shit yeah yeah they fucked up (laughs) 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 so we don't have to hear the message yeah yeah, because we don't want to hear the message. So by disqualifying the messenger, we do the head does a weird little thing about disqual- disqualifying the message. That's the trick. Yes, that's what its real drive is: mm-hmm. is disqualify the message by pinning it on the messenger. Yes, you see all this shit after a while. If you don't understand it, if you hear it being presented, there's an understanding of it, yeah? So it's not needed for you or for me to understand. When you hear the understanding, it registers, yeah? It registers, you know, you know, you don't have to understand. You're at a, you're at a more prior condition, you know. So when you hear the understanding, you know it, yes? That's the message, really. So. <laughs> yeah, I've seen it a lot. You know, uh, I saw one of the mo- one of the best examples to me was when I was younger. I liked the uh, Carlos Castaneda books, the Don Juan. Yes, mm. yeah, I just loved the desert. Yeah, fucking that was great. Yes, and then yeah, as I got older, a lot of people worked really hard to disqualify Carlos Castaneda. Yes, well, he's a fake and this and that, but it didn't matter. I didn't get the message from Carlos Castaneda, nor did he. The message came through him and I got the message. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. I don't, it doesn't matter if he wasn't good enough, bright enough, great enough. It doesn't matter. I was fed by reading those books. Yes. Mm-hmm. Are you going to yeah. throw, are you going to, up that are you going to regurgitate that and throw it out because Carlos Castaneda may have been this or that and then I met a guy we call him Zen Mark he's a sword master and I've known him for a while and uh Korean monk but he's an American he he was with Carlos Castaneda and these witches for a couple of years in the desert yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and he said you know, it's just all that you make it to be. Yes, this is the thing. So, yeah. Cool. It's just a trait of the head, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It tries to pass judgment on everything. Yeah. This is what they do when, let's say, there's someone who's uh, producing and is talking about an uncomfortable uh, topic like overconsumption. And then you go, but they take planes. Yes. <laughs> they took a plane to talk at this thing. That disqualifies oh, right, them. Right, right, right. It's, 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 so that discounts everything he ever said. <laughs> you know what I mean? I can't listen to them. I saw them eat some meat yesterday or whatever. You know, it's just crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but that, 
that you know that what's really cool about that is now I don't have to listen to the messenger. I can just listen to the message. I can just go yes, for the good thank stuff. God. <laughs> That's right. Now, unfortunately, Amelia has to listen to the messenger. <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> to break it up just a little bit paul when you're done there uh chris and uh chris and bruce want to say something we're kind of all right I'm going we on, on a little, little bit. Yeah. yeah 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 yes well i'll i'll, I'll be real quick i guess this thing about <clears throat> you know being perfect or not being perfect it's really um doesn't stop however you feel about yourself and whatever you are, whatever habits you have, doesn't actually stop you from being of service and having purpose. And I've noticed when I encounter people that are struggling with the same things I am, I can make them feel a lot better than I feel myself. <laughs> so I really, you know, the fact that I yes, still feel like I'm imperfect, it's kind of not relevant. And it's just an additional focus on the wrong person or on the person i just wanted to make a quick that quick comment well that's good yes yeah i'll let bruce go he was first anyway bruce yeah all right hi everyone oh well sharing or speaking as as the action figure I've heard, you mentioned one time um, that you were, before you met, that you felt you were driving into the sunset, maybe as if there was nothing left. I don't know. As the action figure, I'm feeling as um, I never thought, never had a thought of it this way. They would say Jesus had no place to rest his head. And it just came to me um, that that's how I feel in the sense that going to a 12-step AA meeting, you know, if you don't identify as an alcoholic and if you identify as, you know, a drug addict, you may not be, maybe just shut down. And yeah, there's 12-step for everything. Um, and I have that, that in that place of neutrality you know, not no judgment of anyone's uh, frequency, and uh, not not subscribing really, in a sense, you know, that duality. Okay, so one group believes in free will, the other group doesn't. <laughs> hey, believe what you want, um, but I feel like if I go over there, then you got to, you know like Alan Watts, you know, he was a minister of one faith. And there are interfaith as the non-dual meetings. There's interfaith activity. Anyway, you know, I'm a chain smoker, you know, speaking of Bill Wilson and Bob even. Uh, and, uh, well, I'll, I'll say it, you know, the idea of pornography in the spiritual realm um, or whatever, um, might be perceived in a sexual manner, just kind of maybe a shut off. 
but even feeling that I have been accepted as a messenger in the sense that the message comes through me. It has, you know, since I was 19. And I didn't have non-duality or the Indian in the, you know, perspective, you know, the non-duality and all that. Till about, you know, I don't know, five years ago. Anyway, you know, I just don't feel I have any place else to go. But here now, and you know, I know all that. I'm just sharing as the action figure because you know, anxiety sets in. I get so used to being alone with myself and being okay and you know, joining in wherever I can. But then, you know, when things hit on the outside, you know, anxiety, boom, bang, and uh, you know, seeing myself as the character, you know, hey, I don't know. That's all I got. Thanks, guys. Hey, Bruce. <clears throat> yeah, we're so happy to have you here and everything. Yeah, this is, yeah, this, you come to the, you know, a communal trough and there's a lot of different aspects get fed. Yeah. Is this, you know, it's important to have a feeling of, certain connections, a, a mental ideation of the being alone. Yeah. So this is just a soothing bomb, B-A-L-M. Come to the talks. We have another one at 430. Yes. This is one of the reasons we do it also. Uh, to set up five Zooms a week is nothing, but to have maybe five times you can touch something that brings you a sense of ease and comfort can be incredibly valuable while you're traveling through this place yes so if we wanted we would put eight zooms up it doesn't matter we just want to have a, a, that habit of traveling lighter get established yes yeah yeah and i feel this helps so there you have and then, you know that's yeah. that little fear of uh imposing or you know that uh, that one may feel or feel perceived as and you know i don't know as i say i have nowhere else to go but i feel to share here i am now and i you know i apologize well, I would say that feeling of being imposing is an old idea. So yes, ask it, ask it to be removed. That's what we do in AA. When you recognize an old idea, you don't throw it out the window. You ask the higher power to reconfigure it or to use it. Yes. So rely on the awareness. The awareness will show you what's going on. And then you have an understanding of maybe being able to recognize the evidence it's presenting as false. Yeah. yeah. All right, well, that, that rings a bell. Yeah. Thank God for people like Alan Watts, boy, I'm telling you, just, or the householder, non-dualist. <laughs> That's where yeah, I, I kind of feel I like fit in, I guess, you know, a householder. See, this okay. is, you know, uh, I mean, uh, 
again, it's the value itself is the message, not what it comes through. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm okay so, with driving into the sunset, you know? I'm okay with that. If that's what it boils down Well, to. we're all pointed that way. Yeah. We're all pointed that way, so. Yeah. Well, thanks for sharing all that so I can identify. Thanks. Yes, bro. And, uh, you know, we people stay, Bruce, after the meeting, too, for a while, I think. And, uh, yeah, just enjoy the community. And we'll be here uh, 4.30 Pacific time. You can enter through the same Zoom portal on Zen Bitch Lab. There's a, on the event page, it has the 4.30 talk. So, yeah. Hey, uh, anyone else or no? Let's uh, let's say goodbye temporarily. Hey, Kerry, thank you. Thank you for running the ship. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Michael, Stacy, as always. Bruce. Kathy L. Nice to see you, Kathy. There. Bill. C, very nice to see Bill. We got Virginia from the UK. Nice to see you, Virginia. Anu, I had the, the great privilege of meeting Anu and her, her husband the other day. Dropped by my house. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Tom, yes. Yeah. Report in, bro. We're, yeah, the, you're going to be like the chronicles of fear and loathing. You know, we got... We got you down in southern New Mexico. Uh, Kathleen, confused and happy and loving it. <laughs> Mickey, the matriarch of Madeira. Chris, thank you th for that share. Yes. What you want more of is based on less of you. Yeah. That's the principle, yeah? What you actually want more of is based on less of you. That's the deal, yeah? yeah. Gary C, he's, old, he's way beyond the man in the corner. He's moved up, yes, yeah. Thanks, Paul. He moved up on the, uh, it's, it's a staircase that revolves, doesn't go up or down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah alex and jacob nice to see both of you fantastic yeah pleasure thank you for spending some time with us appreciate it walter as always the brother from another mother we got joseph c always a pleasure to see joseph and mia i don't know where she is i think she's in san diego right now Yes, she is. She made it home safe and sound. I don't think she got arrested or anything. Very good. John S. from uh, Florida. He seems to be outside today. There he is. Thanks, Paul. Great share, man. Nice. Thank you. Nice to, nice to see you, bro. John C., John Connolly. Nice to see you, John. Roman, as always. Uh, pleasure. Oh, Gail. Gail. Uh, it's looking down from the pink cloud. Nice to see you, Gail. Thank you, Paul. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. 
we have uh, who else? We got Chris in uh, in Kentucky. He's in one of our more farther out outposts of Zen Bitslap. And then we got Zoe. She mans the Arkansas Zen Bitslap. Uh, yes. Keep an eye out. See, see what's going on on the outer rim, the event horizon. <laughs> Kurt Z. Nice to see you, Kurt. I hope all your your uh, appendages are working. Yeah. Or will work. Oh, good. Good. We got Nina. There she is. Nina has come alive right in front of our faces. Mia is in Los Angeles, just in case you need a location. Yeah, yeah we're going to have lunch tomorrow, hopefully. What? I said Mia is in Los Angeles. Oh, oh great, great, good. <laughs> hopefully good. we're going to have lunch tomorrow. <laughs> oh, good, good. Hey, Jed, nice to see you, Jed. Yeah. We got Oliver, Berlin, Deborah. Nice to see her, Jeffrey, David B, Mark, Chris in Mammoth Lakes, Miranda. Uh, uh, let me see who else is here. I think that's it. Hey, thank you, everyone. Again, I'll see you today later on if you like. And um, yeah, 